The work with LTL really helped our instructional leadership team develop skill sets as instructional leaders. The teachers who serve on the instructional leadership team at Bethel are definitely leaders in their department, but it shifted our work from being a straight department chair, doing logistical things, to really looking at ourselves as leaders of instruction. Welcome to Unlock 360, the podcast that delves into education, systems, and leadership. I'm your host, Edwina Adams, and we have joining me, Wendy york Davood. She's the founder of LTL 360, along with Kirsten Wollen-Weber, the principal of Jesse Bethel High School, and Rosalind Hines, the principal of Hogan Middle School, both representing Vallejo City Unified School District. Thank you, ladies, for joining us today. Make sure to stick around to the end of the podcast to learn how you can receive a coaching session driven by a research-based competency assessment. Check out the link in the description where you can get the four key steps you must take now to stop your educators from leaving. Ladies, will you tell us a bit about yourself and your work at Vallejo City Unified School District? Well, I can go first. Um, I'm, again, I'm Rosalind Hines, and um, this is my 26th year uh, working for Vallejo City Unified School District. And I started um, as a substitute teacher, and then I spent um, 10 amazing years in the classroom as a classroom teacher and uh, also served as vice principal, elementary principal. And currently, uh, this will be my going into my ninth year as Hogan Middle School principal. So a lot of work um, in different roles, and I'm still here, still excited about, um, you know, my role in, in leading um, middle school. I'm Kirsten Wollenweber. It is also my 26th year in education this year. <laughs> is it really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, that's a coincidence. I didn't know that about you I know. You when Rosalind said that, I said, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good time to start, starting with, with my girl, Rosalind. But um, I started off as an elementary teacher um, and did some years as an elementary teacher and then transitioned into coaching, coach teachers for a few years around literacy instruction and best practices for literacy at the elementary level. And then I transitioned into administration, became a high school teacher slash administrator um, for my first year, taught and was a VP. And then I was a high school VP. I was an elementary principal. And now I'm back as a high school principal. This is my going into my third year at Jesse Bethel High School. And um, as Ms. Hines said, very excited for this year and um, continuing to lead um, in, as an educational leader. So both of you with such an extensive background, how has your partnership with LTL 360 changed the way your schools operate? When I started working with LTL 360, I was really at a crossroad in just where I was in my own professional uh, growth and development and as a leader. And so there were two pieces that I felt like was, um, was important with the work that we did here at Hogan. So we had that principal coaching time and I felt like that was what I needed as a site leader. And then the um, clarity and direction that 
we were able to move into with our instructional leadership team. And so, you know, we have those teams, but I felt like this year we really worked with some intention and a purpose. And I felt like um, our outcomes were more solid than they were before. Yeah, so I started uh, my work with LTL 360 as a second year principal at Jesse Bethel, which also happened to be our um, WASC review year. And so um, the work with LTL really helped our um, instructional leadership team develop skill sets as instructional leaders. Um, The teachers who serve on the instructional leadership team at Bethel are definitely leaders in their department, but it shifted our work from being a straight department chair, doing logistical things to really looking at ourselves as leaders of instruction. And so as a team, as Principal Hines said, we spent some time really clearly laying out instructional practices that we wanted to focus on in relationship to our data. Once we designed our goals, we came up with an action plan. And when we would meet with LTL 360, after our action plan had been developed, there were times when we were needing to bring in data. And so, I appreciated the clarity that the work brought as well as the accountability. Um, The accountability piece got my teachers out of their classroom and into their colleagues' classrooms to really observe instruction. That has been a game-changing practice for us at Bethel and one that um, we will continue to use moving forward. Kirsten, you mentioned data a few times, and data is important to any institution. Um, How has the data taken on a new role and shifted your approach to teaching and learning? So we've started looking at data more extensively at Jesse Bethel. Um, When LTL started working with BCUSD, we meet as district administrators and we look at our school-wide data Um, more so related to standardized tests, like the California proficiency tests that we give the CASP. Um, We started setting data goals and um, LTL also had us starting to do walkthroughs and gather walkthrough data as a team. And so as a principal, I've had the opportunity to visit elementary sites that feed into Jesse Bethel as well as Hogan Middle School that feeds into Jesse Bethel. So I can see the continuum of instructional practices that are being implemented in K-12 in Vallejo. So I have a better understanding of what my students are coming in with um, and also collecting data on where we need to improve as a district. And so we've started using that walkthrough data to regularly plan our professional development. And then as mentioned at the site, we're using walkthroughs as an instructional leadership team to monitor our progress with meeting our goals around structured student talk and student engagement in the classroom. So we're using that data very frequently, um, 
probably every four to six weeks, we're calibrating that data to see where we are with the implementation and the success of those strategies, and also to help us plan for next steps in our professional development. Yeah, that's powerful. Rosalind? Yes, um, I would say the same, that we're looking at our data too in the same way um, in terms of looking at our NWEA, we take that on a three times a year. So we're looking at how our kids um, are faring in terms of reading and math. We also are looking at our CAS data. We are still um, trying to be intentional. That was one of our goals that uh, we really spent some time in our instructional team with the work with LTL 360, with really being intentional with how we review and examine our data. And one of the, the big things that um, I would say our teams really were trying to do was think about what are some next steps, like who's growing, who's showing proficiency, who's where, where the gaps are, and then where do we really need to move the needle in terms of success for all students. And so we really wanted to make sure that when we examine data, because, you know, the data comes from many um, segments, you know, we have our academics, we have our attendance, we have our behavior, um, but we really wanted to really start looking at students that were not uh, being successful. And so we really wanted to make sure that we were coming up with an action plan that was meeting the needs of our kids that were just not growing. Uh, so uh, data is, has been, it's critical because I think when you lay the data out, it, it provides information, not only for our, uh, me as a site principal, but my administrative team, our, our, it, it, it brings in the conversation for uh, school-wide adjustments in terms of uh, strategies uh, and best practices that can really support our students. Wendy, I feel like, do you have something to say about data and how that? They, they spoke to that beautifully. I have nothing to add. <laughs> I'm sure the listeners are thinking the same thing. And if you go to the link in the description, you'll not only learn more about LTL 360, but get, your, get the four key steps that you must take now to stop your educators from leaving. So let me ask you this. How does Hogan Middle School and Jesse Bethel High School collaborate to create the best situation for students? Well, again, I want to just, I want to uh, share in this uh, time that we have that, you know, I was really at a crossroad with um, the work and I, I knew I wanted to, to dig a little deeper in how we could improve outcomes for students. And when we had the opportunity, when LTL 360 provided the time for uh, Jesse Bethel High School and Hogan to collaborate, I was super excited because uh, that transition for our, especially for our eighth graders to high school has always been, um, you know, an area that, you know, most middle school principals are concerned about, like how our eighth graders are gonna fare in their first year in high school. 
And so um, what are their outcomes? And so having that opportunity this year provided our instructional leadership team to really listen and be a part of, of, of their action plan, what they're doing, um, how they're looking at data, how can they better support incoming um, eighth grade students. So it was, um, for me, um, it was another uh, kind of a, a light um, and engagement for me to really be a part of that kind of calibration. You know, we attend principals meetings and so we get a chance to collaborate lightly, but this uh, opportunity provide a deeper uh, space for us to really collaborate and to really get a, a picture of what teaching and learning looks like at the high school level so that we could also better uh, support our teachers in middle school here. So I, it was a great uh, opportunity and space for uh, Jesse Bethel and Hogan's instructional leadership team to collaborate in the way that we did. Yes, I would agree with um, what Principal Hines just uh, stated. I think for us, it was nice to see what their action plan was so we could have an idea of what our feeder middle school is is really focusing on and what they see as their strengths and weaknesses. Um, so we know more about our kids as they transition in. You know, there's national data on the transition from eighth to ninth grade and the challenges that students face. And so any collaboration that we can have between the two schools is really meaningful to be able to hand off students with better success you know, for us to know right away, these are the things that these incoming eighth graders are really strong with. These are the things that they're working on. Here's what we were doing with them as a class. This is what we were seeing success with. This is where we would continue to encourage you to work with the kids. And um, having that information prior to them starting and not taking three or four months to figure that out that's extremely helpful. And then also, um, just as Principal Hines mentioned, the opportunity to truly collaborate with other administrators doesn't happen as often as we would like or want to see and experience. We do have time to talk, but it's usually very quick. And when we do our principal coaching sessions, it's an intentional time for us to you know, ask each other questions, give each other feedback, share ideas, talk about next steps. And that is something that we need as principals to stay in this profession. You know, we need to continue to grow in our understanding. And it's been nice to um, be able to learn from Rosalind and her experiences and also her instructional leadership team experiences. I know that our teachers have started talking and sharing ideas, and it's been nice to for them to have that as well, just not at their own site, but with other teachers in the district. So it's much appreciated to have the time and the facilitated discussions that really allow us to provide a better success for our students. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, it does show a commitment that you guys have to doing your job the best that you can. 
And we've all probably remember the transitioning from middle school to high school. And that's important. That, that, that's great that you're collaborating like that and doing a great job with it. Yeah, I, I'd like to add that these two were also paired um, by the district um, district leaders to engage in some work, um, cohorted work that is that occurs across the state of California that was very specifically about that transition um, from eighth to ninth grade. So that provided additional time for the two of them and their teams to collaborate. And and um, and I think that it was a it was a lot. When, you know, when we started the year, the two of you were like, but, you know, we also have this and this is a lot and how are we, and they were able to um, really bring, like, bring, make the connections, bring the work together and make use of the time, I think, um, with the work that they were doing to build coherent systems of improvement um, with, uh, you know, LTL 360, as well as the work that they were doing as part of that cohorted group in, in the state of California. Very, very cool. So how has LTL 360's work revitalized your district's drive to push towards the future and create new innovative practices? I'll start on this one. Uh, one of the things that I think has really been beneficial in working with LTL 360 is building our understanding of instructional leadership as well as a true um, professional learning community amongst our um our teachers and you know we talk about professional learning communities a lot but we don't always put them into practice as designed um, with Wendy's assistance in in meeting with us and facilitating our discussions that is being modeled each and every time we meet that we have guiding questions um, that we're responding to that we are um, collaborating around, sharing solutions around, creating action plans around. So it moves our work forward. Um, instead of just kind of getting together and talking, that feels good too. And there's a lot of benefits to building relationships. But this model really puts the structures in place that we need to really serve as a professional learning community, as well as an instructional leadership team. That has been extremely beneficial for us at Bethel. I would also say that um, going back to our action plan, you know, sometimes when we work with outside consultants coming in, they know our data and they know what we need to do. And they have very strong um, plans for us. And that's okay. With this model, I feel like LTL 360 is very familiar with our data. They know very much so what we need to do, but they help us to come up with our own practices to implement to address our data in a way that gives us ownership over our own work. And I am so appreciative of that because I get a little protective for my teachers when I know that we might be getting, you know, some top-down directives that they may or may not be in favor of. And, you know, for teachers to make change in their classroom, they need to be bought into what it is that we're trying to do. And I feel like with LTL 360, 
that that process has allowed them to decide what to focus on within the realm of our district's instructional priorities. And that's been extremely beneficial for the teachers and has really caused us to be able to implement things more effectively and more quickly than if it was more of a directive. So I really appreciate the process that has been used. Yeah, that's a big compliment. It's an honor. <laughs> it's an honor to serve and support and just, yeah, partner with both of you and your teams. And throw an arrow right through my heart. Right? Don't, why don't you, Kirsten? That's, yeah. So Principal Wallen Weber, you said it best. You said two things that I want to just place a stamp on. And you talked about how the how important the action plan um, was to our instructional leadership team and the, the ownership. And so I would say the same thing in terms of when I look at how we've moved and how we've kind of looked at uh, practices, uh, we really, I felt like the action plan and really implementing it throughout you know, the school year really provided some ownership um, as we, we met in departments in our content areas. I felt like our teachers were leading in a more powerful way, in an intentional way. Um, and I think that that was a little different than um, as usual. You know, you, you have, you, you open your school year and you begin with your teaching and learning, but this year we really reflected on what's our action plan? What's our goals for this year? You know, what's the plan? How are we gonna execute it? And then what are our next steps? And we kind of kept that uh, all the way through. And then what that, that did for our instructional leadership team, it provided some alignment so that our agendas uh, were really intentional with with our our goals and our next steps. Um, one of the big things I learned from uh, you know the coaching and the guidance, I felt like it provided uh, a more focus and a direction, and we found ourselves really uh, implementing a lot of the things that we we gathered and learned from our time together for example we would start off our agendas and our, our our planning time in our meeting time based on these are our outcomes for the meeting and then we would celebrate we would have our celebrating and then we would also we would end with something positive um i don't know if wendy uh should should know this but we all started this launch. We would always end our meetings with the with the launch. We would end with something positive or a takeaway, but it was related to our work. And so I think that I could see my own instructional leadership team growing from September until June. I could see that uh, just on really being true and taking ownership with our action plan. And I think that that was critical uh, to our work this year and just continuously uh, making sure that it was a priority to our work. And so I, I'm, I'm, I, that's something that I could celebrate and really reflect on this, this past school year. I love knowing that. 
<laughs> yes, I love, love, love knowing that. And I didn't come up with a launch, by the way. Like, that's what this is all about is like, bet, find best practices that you, you know, that fit with your culture and, you know, and implement them. So I, I took that from someone else as well. Um, so please, yes, I should know it. That's exciting. That's awesome, Roz. Thank you for sharing. And Rosalind, um, Hogan's site leadership team created writing prompts to serve as common assets. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited um, to talk about uh, a part of our action plan. We, um, our top goal or one of our first uh, goals were to really look at what students were doing or were being asked to do in class. What does the assignment entail? Is it quality? Is it on grade level? Is it uh, our kids critically thinking, problem solving? And so that was our top goal. And then one of the things that we wanted to really look at in terms of school-wide data is we wanted to, to conduct a performance task. And as you know, at the end of the year, we take our summative, um, assessment, a part of our cast for uh, at least for sixth, seventh and eighth, a part of the assessment is to, to, to complete a performance test. And it's basically all writing. And so I really wanted to move our teaching team into really, let's capture, let's kind of see where our kids are school-wide. And so we, uh, our department, leaders uh, led in in writing um, a frame and it was conducted school-wide in all content areas including physical education our PE teachers participated in this and so um, if once we completed it we spent time after that really coming together I call it the round table and really looking at the data and really looking at where our kids are in terms of writing you know, and we wanted to, um, we're developing this profile of our incoming sixth grader and where they are in terms of proficiency in writing and then where we want them to be in eighth grade. Because as you know, when they enter high school, they need to be very proficient in writing a solid essay. And so our goal is to, to really look at where our kids are grade level in terms of how they can respond to a writing prompt and how they can share their learning in details that's coherent, um, that's quality. And, and then from there, um, we were able to really, you know, take away with some next steps. And I think that was real work for our, our teaching team because they, we go back to ownership and talk about okay, what are, what, are, what are my next steps as an instructional leader, as an instructional uh, educator? Where do I take my kids in this next two to three weeks in terms of improving writing skills, in, improving vocabulary, improving details? And so that was a first. Um, again, um, I've been the sitting uh, principal for some time and I really wanted our, our staff to really step over the line and really begin to look at school-wide data in a real way. Um, but then let's just agree on some, what are some next steps on improving this data? So really happy about that. 
we did it twice. And so that was a big, a big goal. Um, but that's something that we can certainly celebrate, um, you know, this school year. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, when you're talking about that, I was thinking about how important written communication is, especially as the generations younger than us have kind of grown up with social media and you, you, you know, on social media, you don't have to dive deep into those skills. So it's good that you're focusing on that. That's awesome. Um, what are you both looking forward to as a result of your partnership with LTL 360? So for myself and my team at Bethel, what I'm looking forward to is continuing our journey. Um, I am planning on adding to our action plan um, and adding additional um, structured student talk strategies and really uh, working with teachers and implementing those on a regular and frequent basis. But I'm also looking forward to adding in the concept of vocabulary instruction and using academic language during our structured student talk strategies as a place to start and, and as uh, Principal Hines was mentioning, we're also focusing on writing. And so I know that if our students are able to engage in verbal discussions using academic language and expressing complex ideas in relationship to what they're learning, they'll be able to write about it as well. I'm looking forward to continuing to have the space to sit down with my leadership team and really plan that out and get excited about the outcomes we're seeing in our data and moving forward and seeing more production in the classroom with the students being engaged with their learning um, more than it was tough when they came back from the pandemic to get them to speak. And that was part of the reason why we chose the implementation of structured student talk strategies because we were missing that in the classroom. The students got very accustomed to the teacher doing all the talking and them kind of taking a back seat. And so when we were asked to identify where we wanted to start, that was where it was. And it's been amazing to see last school year where we landed with that and seeing students talking more in the classroom and feeling more comfortable speaking in the classroom again. And then just taking that to the next level and making it more of an academic dialogue and discussion so that they can improve their writing when they're asked to write on the, the topic that they're learning. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about relooking and revisiting our action plan as well. And I, you know, we want to still continue to really look at what we're asking students to do daily in class what is the what's the task what's the assignment we want to continue to look at uh school writing um and continue to improve in that area and then i you know i was thinking over the summer how i really you know we talk a lot about data but um i'm really want to share uh with our instructional leadership team about really having conversations with students in terms of their data and really having them really be able to look at where they are now and, and start setting some goals for themselves as they move through um, their school year. And so I, I really, um, that's really been, um, you know, I think a, 
a reach. And I think, I think that would be great for us to really, to begin to have, go back to having those data chats uh, with our students in terms of um, and growth. And I think that uh, there's something about uh, outcomes when students really understand where they are and, 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 and start encouraging that um, intrinsic kind of in motivation for them to grow and be a part of it um, as well. So that's what I'm, I'm really excited about. Um, again, the action plan is just critical. Uh, it, it just provides that roadmap for our team and, um, and, and really allowing um, our, our instructional leaders to really lead that um, has been very powerful for our teaching teams. Um, it's something about a co-teacher leading uh, this work. Um, it, it really, it, it does uh, provide some um, engagement for school-wide uh, participation that we're looking for. Uh, so um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about um, and celebrating the work that we did this past school year and using that to propel us uh, moving forward. And, and I, and I, yes, 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 yes. And I, I also am just, you know, looking forward to um, both of these two site principals, despite staffing shortages, despite challenges getting subs, they have both, um, you know, given some thought to and, and are looking to expand their site leadership teams. And I think that um, you, you're going to have an even greater impact. And so that makes me excited. Um, it just, you know, seeing the results, like what we're talking about is teaching students to think, to be able to, you know, develop a claim and support it with um, evidence and explain their reasoning. And, you know, the, the other things, um, we can Google, we can ask Siri. So if, if in this day and age, we don't teach our children to think for themselves with the information that they can get at hand, then we are failing them. And that's where um, both of these leaders are taking their teams with you know, uh, various entry points, but through writing, through structured student talk, through actual production. And we do know too that the, the test matters, right? It does matter because that's what the state looks at. That's what your county is looking at. That's what your community gets to see in the paper. And what's kind of blasted out is like, oh, here's how our kids did on the test. But it's so much more about the test. I mean, what I heard from both of them was the let's get into classrooms. Let's look at their actual work. Let's listen to them. Let's watch them. And that melts my heart. It's on the right track. And, and all of the, all of the research says, says that that's, that's what we need to be doing for kids. So I'm really excited about that. I'm looking forward to that. And you're both making me rethink like, okay, maybe there are a couple of times we can come back together with both of your schools in, in the coming year. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for having me too. For a limited time, we are offering superintendents, assistant superintendents, and site principals a free coaching session driven by a research-based leadership competency assessment. 